Hi folks, this is my first recording, my first podcast, and with this first podcast, I wanted to introduce myself so that you have some idea of where I'm at, where I came from, why this, why I feel so passionate about this topic of um, helping parents who have children with mental illness. So when I was in high school, my family announced that we were moving to Las Vegas. I was a sophomore in high school, I was 15, and we actually had just moved to Kennewick, Washington, where we lived, about a year and a half before. It was under two years. And so I was just barely getting settled in. It felt like with friends, and there was this cute boy I liked, and I was finding a place for myself at church, and at the high school and and this announcement to move again was unsettling. I didn't want to move, but I felt really supportive of my family. I was fiercely loyal to them. And so this was and it was just the way it was going to be <laughs> that we were going to move. So we moved to Las Vegas, um, got a rental house. I remember I enrolled at Bonanza High School, very large high school. I thought my move to Kennewick, Washington moved me into a large high school, but this one was very large and I was very quickly overwhelmed by the number of people, by the classes, um, kind of starting when this school had already, they had already started their semester, they'd been in it for a week or two and I was having a really difficult time on this move. And I could see over the weeks and months, and we didn't end up living in Las Vegas very long, about five months, and I will get to that part of the story, but I could, I found myself just over the weeks becoming less and less energetic. I found that my vitality was really fading along with my spark. I'm naturally optimistic, uh, lighthearted, and so I could feel all of this slowly just dampening my spirits and um, becoming a little more sullen and sad. Um, I had some health problems with some ear infections during that time and I missed a lot of school and it really was challenged by what was going on around me. And I remember after being there, well we were there about um, two months when I had my 16th birthday, which was so disappointing because I was not surrounded by a bunch of friends and I was not in a situation that I had hoped for when I was 16. I was nervous to get my driver's license because, um, I, w because I would be driving in much busier roads, unfamiliar places, and so I just felt like there was so much around me that was that had changed and was and that I was at a disadvantage. So I remember during this time my family went to went on a little field trip to Hoover Dam. And and I and I could hardly talk. I was so depressed. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know this was depression, but I was so depressed at this point. We'd lived there maybe maybe um, two, three months. 
and that I could hardly talk on this little expedition. And I remember my parents trying to engage me in conversation. I remember my sister sitting next to me, um, whom I was really good friends with, just trying to engage in conversation. And I just couldn't. I knew that I should, like in my head, that's what that sounded like, like, oh, I really should be enjoying this time with my family. I really should be helping everyone having a nice time because I knew that my mood was impacting the whole adventure. But I just couldn't, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't know how to change it. I just knew that I couldn't be myself. And then over the next few weeks, um, it was looking like this job for my dad was not turning out. And so they started talking about moving back home. And during this conversation of moving back to Kennewick, which I back there, I remember my parents saying, you know, maybe we need to get Carrie back to Kennewick sooner than later. And I really appreciate this about my parents. They were so loving. They were so interested in all of our well-being. We had a large family. And I really appreciated being seen at this time. I I was suffering and um and I didn't understand it and I didn't know how know how to get out of it except I knew that it started when we moved to Las Vegas and so I felt like, wow, if I could just get back to Kennewick and integrated back into the school and my friends and church, that things would really look up for me. And so I appreciated them uh, wanting to get me back to Kennewick as soon as we could. However, I did not move back ahead of my family. We all moved back together uh, at the end of the school year, and I actually ended up not finishing the last couple of weeks of school in Las Vegas um, because of the timing of our move. But we did move back. And it was interesting. I I enjoyed being back. I, I was instantly surrounded by friends, by that cute boy that I liked. And, um, and, the, and the time was just, I just was so glad to be back. However, being back there didn't take care of my mood issue that I had. And I, I didn't understand that either. I thought that moving back would change all of that. And it, but it didn't because I remember wanting to lay on the couch a lot. I remember wanting to take frequent naps and I was still a little bit weepy and, and cried and cried easy. I remember one time babysitting the neighbors and I really enjoyed babysitting little kids I just thought they were fun we would have fun playing and I would get them excited about doing a game or some kind of activity anyway I enjoyed babysitting and um and I enjoyed my ability to raise people's energy levels and I found that I couldn't sustain it. When I was when I was watching over these um, neighbor kids, I remember just thinking, "What is wrong with me? Why can I not stay positive and happy? Why do my thoughts keep moving towards something that feels sad and lonely?" Now I realize I had depression, and and now I understand that it why it took a few months for my body to recalibrate. 
and to reset on the on its hormones. And I was a teenager for sure, right? I turned 16. My hormones were not going to be evened out for some time. But at least this part of it, this depression part of it, uh, it did take a couple of months to get back to where I had more typical energy levels. My thoughts were more optimistic and I enjoyed the activities with my friends. So the second part of my story is that I have a family history of mental illness. And this mental illness includes depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder. So I've had two daughters diagnosed with mental illness their senior year of high school. I've had a couple more diagnosed during college. I've experienced parenting a child with bipolar disorder and children with depression. So mental illness being part of my family history, um, I now recognize and understand that this is brain illness and that this has impacted our family. And so it was familiar to me. It actually felt common. It didn't feel unusual that depression was part of my upbringing. I didn't experience it until I was, as I explained, in high school. But I saw it around me and I didn't know what it was and it it wasn't talked about and diagnosed to my knowledge and so this was just how families were and how people experienced life. Um, now that I understand it, I have such a passion to help other moms parent their child and, and I'm not talking about parenting skills, I'm talking about being a mom who can help their child with mental illness. Talking about showing up ready to help with the capacity to do that without compromising their own um, mental health and without enabling their child. I know that this is a deep concern, is that you don't want to enable your child. You don't want to make things worse. You want to be helpful, but to be able to do that um, eludes many of us. So I understand this from this level of having experienced mental illness myself when I had depression as a teenager and then also because of my experience with my own children. I had always envisioned myself as being a social worker. So from the time I was about 12, that was my goal and my intent was to become a social worker. And so my education was always geared towards that. I earned an associate's degree in social work. And then I had a break from formal college for a while. And when my kids were all back in school, I went back and started taking college courses with the intention of becoming a social worker. So after I had earned my bachelor's degree, which was in my late 40s, um, I had a little break. I took a break for about three years from education, from formal education. And then when I went back to it, I started applying to schools to get my master's in social work. It was during that time, during that application process, when I was introduced to life coaching. I didn't really know that it existed. I didn't know what it was, but I was, um, I became very intently 
interested in Jody Moore's work. I had been listening to her podcast. She had talked about this model. She had talked about the life coach school where she certified. And so I did some research and looked into that and decided I wanted to be a life coach. And so while I was looking into the different places to receive life coach certification, I learned that life coaching is not a regulated industry, uh, which means that there isn't certain tests and things you have to go through in order to become a life coach. You can actually just say you are a life coach. So while I was looking at life coach um, certification programs out there, I came across a health coach certification, which really interested me because I am a bit of a health nut, you guys. And so I really thought this was going to be an amazing fit because I would become a health coach and they did have um, some life coach Uh, They had a life coaching segment in there where they were going to teach us how to coach towards the end of this certification. And so I got my health coach certification, but when I was um, towards the end of it, I wasn't receiving the kind of coaching practice and, and education and the skills that I really felt like would be so useful to me. I wanted intense coaching um, certification. I wanted, I wanted to be a really good coach, and so, so when my health coach certification ended, and which I loved, it was it was amazing education and really suited me, and I think will be such a valuable part of my practice now as a coach, having that background. So. After that, then I enrolled in the Life Coach School in their certification program and became a certified coach through the Life Coach School. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have been all in in being Christian and being a student of the scriptures. And so this is part of my podcast. It's part of my coaching. My stories will often relate to things that I am learning in the scriptures and and the words of the prophets and so and so that has become such an important part of my coaching and my practice that I am tying it all in putting this all together is such a powerful combo so that's the introduction to me and I look forward to all the podcasts in the future where we can talk about the deep underlying issues around mental illness and the interactions that has in a family and what we can do as parents of children who have mental illness and how we can help and support them.